Well, you know, as you know, Kyle, I've uh, always been a big fan of Aston Martin, as you can tell by the shirt. Never once wrote them <laughs> off this season. Always expected them to come back. Uh, don't watch our previous videos. They don't matter. Um, you know what? Similarly, always thought Mercedes was a bit washed, uh, a bit overrated. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is this season, man? What? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, and I, every time a new race comes along, it questions everything we know about every team and every driver and where they stack up. You I know just, what I don't it is? Know. Outside, again, of Red Bull, because I think they have just nailed it so hard that mm. it's hard even for them to get it wrong. Biggest thing that we said, even if you look at our season preview, was that this year it would really matter for teams to get it right, and they would fall when they don't get it right. Mm. And this weekend was a perfect showing of that, with some drivers and teams getting it right and yeah. jumping massively, others getting it just slightly wrong, and completely falling from yep. the second best team to the fifth, sixth, seventh, you could argue. And it, they it was, can I mean, just they were slow randomly. They were slower than Alpine. <laughs> like, they got overtaken yeah, yeah, by Alpine yep. pretty, pretty exactly. easily. So, yep. yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird weekend. I feel like I've said that a lot as well. It was just so, so odd. Like, I know... I, it was good weird. It wasn't, like, weird, yeah. like, ugh. It was, like, a real challenging mm. weird for the drivers, for yep. us watching, trying to figure it out, going... This is it. Oh, this isn't working out at all. And then you go, okay, now he's going to be quick. Oh, he's been overtaken four times. Uh, what? Yep. Uh. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I mean, I'm, I do want to start at Aston because obviously I've worn the shirt. Big fan. Big big fan. Always have been, as I said. Yes. Um, they went back to you know they've obviously all had their struggles the last the second part of this year and as it turns out it pretty much was entirely due to their upgrades because this weekend they're like we're going back to a baseline. We're going back to the last time we had a car that was good, which I mm -hmm. guess was Canada. I guess Canada was probably the last time they actually had a competitive car. They're like, we're going to go back to basics. We don't want any of these upgrades on the car. And they're just like, oh, they're fast again. It's like, if they're this fast with a, a car that was only upgraded to Canada, imagine if their upgrades worked. <laughs> yes. That would have been insane. But um, I guess it, it shows that... I, I don't know if other teams are like this, but I guess it just shows how finicky those updates can be. Like, you know, you, you can get it so right, like McLaren, who just f jumped from the back to the front yeah. in the space of two races, or you can get it so wrong like Aston. Like, it is, it's so, so marginal, it feels like, with these cars. Um, but it's good to see that at least their Aston's baseline is still fast in the grand scheme of things, I think. And yep. it, they've obviously still got to understand why... Um, that's the biggest thing yeah. is they have to understand why, right? You can just sometimes set <laughs> yeah. something and get lucky. Mm. That's useless unless you understand why moving forward. Because then you go, well, yep. let's hope we get lucky again. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. You need to know why this happened yep. to move forward. Yeah. Not just for the short term, but more importantly for next year as well. well so. Yeah, I have to understand why updates aren't working. Like things that are, you know, if, if things aren't working in the correlations with like wind tunnel shit. Yeah. And then they're bringing it to the racetrack. Like, oh, this isn't ex at all how we saw in there. Or even the if they do work, yeah. why weren't these updates better? You may have an update yep. you bring that internally you go, this looks pretty good, but then mm. someone else brings one five times more effective. You yeah. go, how did we even miss it? Even looking from that angle, right? It's, mm. uh... Yeah, but um, obviously they got in the in the, the feature race, they got P3, P5. I think it's, it's it has to be probably one of their strongest races since... Uh, again, I think Canada, um, where he, where Alonso got P two, I believe. Yes, I think as a team as a whole, it's probably between... even earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking even as a team as a whole, as in both drivers, you it know, everyone, all the sessions, it's probably their best all year. 
Um, sure. I think elevated by the fact that Stroll didn't seem to have that much of a gap at all, which was kind of the first time in recent memory I think we can good. recall that. Outside he of was, he was yes, yeah. Outside of that sprint shootout where he somehow went from qualifying P three the night before and then qualified P seventeen the day after. Um, yeah, that was that was strange. But outside of that, he actually looked pretty good, like compared yep. to Alonso. Um, and this isn't like a one of those like oh Alonso's kind of fading and he's he's making mistakes. It's like no, this was an Alonso who was on his game and he was still yes. kind of matching his pace. So exactly, he yeah. wasn't that yeah that far off really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Overall, right? You'd say again. If this was his standard, you'd almost have no hesitation in saying mm. these two, you know, although you've got Alonso who's really tipping the top of the iceberg, mm. as long as Stroll's a supported character strong enough for him, that's probably what they want here. Yeah. And this weekend, he kind of saw that for probably, as I say, the first time all year. He's probably just saved a seat for next year with this. Like, I feel like there's a few drivers. If he keeps that it up. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like there's a couple of drivers that have that have saved their seats um, for for next year. I think with their performances this weekend, and Perez yeah. will be the other one. We'll, we'll get yeah. onto that, but um, I think the way we both sort of done our notes, we uh, we've sort of done them chronologically by session. So yeah, I, I think there's enough to talk about in each session that we're just gonna go go through all the sessions and sort of yeah. pick apart a couple of notes. But we'll, we'll start with the quali. Um, it's it's it is Friday. The, the first quality, yes. The Friday, the yeah. qualifying for the main race. I hate sprint weekends. Yep. I just, just too much, <laughs> too much to talk about. Um, <laughs> it's it's worth noting before this is that it, the, the qualifying did start 15 minutes late and that is pertinent, uh, obviously with, with what happened right at the end as well. Um, but I mean, the first note I wanted to mention is the, I think it was the, the shortest time difference between P1 and P16. It was like under half a second to the cutout time it was it's incredible yeah yeah in the in i think in the whole time of this qualifying format it's it's since 2006 yeah since they put this format in they said that distance between 1 and 16 unbelievable was the the smallest they've ever seen and sure it's a shorter track but Mm. yeah it's like you think back to you know going oh well if you're a second or a second and a half off the leader then Mm. you're probably going to sneak in you saw some guys out there where they were setting times and you went, oh, he's only four tenths off max. That must be pretty good. P14. You're like, yeah. huh? Like, like it's, yeah. you know, yeah, I think, you I think, see those, I, you see those shots where they zoom out and show like yeah. how far apart people are. And it almost looks like everyone's so just jammed together mm. because the reality is that's how it's like. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I was going to say, because I remember seeing early on, because uh, I think in free practice one, it looked like the Alpha Tauris were quite strong and they, they were later on in the weekend but here yeah. i think that i think it was ricardo who was one of the first across the line in those final runs yes um, and he was like p2 or p3 and you're like oh my god that's a great time and then he got knocked out and it's like what the yeah f- what the fuck happened <laughs> like it yeah, just yeah. it was just that close. and it wasn't just because yeah. they were slow it just really was right place right mm, time yep. and getting a smashing lap here which this yeah. one this track's normally pretty good for quality because it yep. is quite tricky and also, I guess you also set your car up here for quality very different to the race as well. Mm. So um, that can sometimes mix things up. You can get different drivers in, you know, different performance in one session compared to the next, which I guess was also a trend here we saw as well. Mm. But um, it wasn't just the fact that it was a close quality. It's also that we had uh, Doomsday approaching towards the so end of the quality. Odd. So, um, so odd. Yes, yeah, so we kind of had a... Well, we saw the clouds coming and they were saying we're barely going to make it in. And that made, mm. you know, the later sessions even uh, 
trickier because I think it wasn't just a timing of get out there and go, you know, last while the track was rubbing in. Yeah. Because as we saw with Piastri, that was actually too late because yep. then the wind picked up and it literally threw you off the track. It was too late to even set your lap. Yeah, um, yeah. So we got that bit of a kind of jumbled start and it was a bit like, what is this going to throw at us? Mm. Um, so I think, what was it? We had... um. We had Max that qualified on pole because he, he's Max. He's was, just sorted he, out. He also went out first. Like, he was waiting at the end yes. of the pit lane. I don't know if they had, like, other information, but Perez came out, like, yeah. one of the last drivers. So maybe they didn't. Maybe yeah. it was just Max's side of the garage. They're just like, hey, we don't want to risk it. Just get out first. Get your lap done. Yep. But because he had his lap first, his lap done first, he's the only one that got... He avoided the worst of that temperamental weather. Yeah, I think he was the only one that got a semi-representative time. But even yes. then, he was like... From Q2 to Q3, I think they said he was like seven tenths down on his time, on his mm. time. Um, and I don't know if that was because, like, I know Leclerc came over the radio and said it's this was the weirdest thing. It's like, it felt like it was raining, but there was no rain. Like, I don't know if it was just because the track temperature dropped so suddenly. It must have been because it was plummeting yeah. and a little bit of wayward wind at that point. The combination of both. Yeah. yeah like, the tyres wouldn't have been heated for that temperature at all. Mm. And then, yeah, that, that slippiness factor, they would have felt that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Max getting out literally right away probably only got, was one of the only drivers to get semi-representative yep. times. Everyone behind him was like, oh, they're way off the pace. I think Pi Piastri yeah. was the only one that had like a decent sort of first and second sector, but obviously, as you saw, third sector. Yeah, just... he was. He obviously was actually yeah. pushing, and it was yeah. a shame that he was the one mm. that, um, yeah, didn't get through there. But yeah. um, yeah, so we had that mixed grid. It was Max Leclerc from Stroll, and I think it was then Alonso P4, if I recall it was, correctly. It was, it was yeah. Yep. Back to back. Yep, yep, yep. that's yep. correct. Um, and then uh, we'll talk about it in this session because then we went, of course, into Saturday, which is the sprint day. Mm. Um, and we had the sprint quality and all the conversation was about how the prior day, based off the conversation from Mexico and other sessions with the qualifying and the queuing, they'd implemented something new here. So because they had a fairly long pit exit that was fairly wide, they said, hey, by the way, if you want to queue up, you have to do it on the left. If you want to go through, you let cars through on the right. They said, we've got the mm. space here. We're going to try it. And all the drivers went, okay, we'll try it. Um, and this was part of what, you know, we saw Max come out in that prior session where he just wanted to get by some cars. Mm. And there were some cars that didn't really leave him a full room. He had to get a bit of a grass. And the FI was pretty quick to go, that's the correct thing to do that Max is doing. Yeah. Everyone else needs to move over. And some cars are really good at it. And others forgot it was a rule, got in the way. Yeah. And the FI immediately went, Reminder, can't do that. Two place, three place penalty. See ya. And yep. they're like, oh, so for Saturday, everyone's like, <laughs> engineers would have been like, stay on the bucket left side. Yeah, You're yeah. going to go slow, yeah. please. Like, yeah. they're actually serious about this. They've found a rule. They're going to stick to it. <laughs> yep. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, yes. it was Russell and then both, uh, both Alpines, Alpines that picked it up. Yeah. It's funny because slap. it's funny because the, the, Russell's been like the biggest advocate for finding a rule to try and stop all this stuff. Yeah. And he's constant, like consistently the worst at like, he's always under investigation for this stuff, but yeah. he's also the biggest advocate for it. I don't he's understand. He's always the one that someone gets in his way. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is crap. And yeah, then he exactly. immediately does it to yeah. someone else. <laughs> it's so odd. I don't, it doesn't make sense that he would yeah. be such a big advocate for it and then just immediately decide I'm going to do this and then impede funny. and then get two place grid penalty. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I think yep. that the, probably the biggest thing in, in the sprint shootout was the, the Ocon Alonso collision. Like that's, that's the big story where Ocon, 
blames Alonso yes. for having a spin on the like for having a moment on the curb. Um, and apparently that's Alonso's fault. I thought that was funny. Um, yes. Yeah, but you know that that red flag obviously took um, took Ocon out. Uh, I don't know. Is this is there much conversation going? Is there still beef? happening with that i haven't read much on that but. no i think it was just a clash between two i think i made a note i think i mucked my notes up here because that's that's what i do nah. <laughs> um i think just a quick note i thought it was the sprint quality this was the case i think for the main quality when i looked at the results it was like the first time maybe this year that the top five teams locked out the final qualifying like mm. there was the two red bulls ferrari McLaren, Mercedes, Aston was basically the 10 of them in that final session. Oh. And I hadn't recall seeing that in a session before because uh, I was looking going, oh, who was out of sorts? I went, actually, none of those contenders that you go, oh, they just missed out, you know, from those yeah. teams that you might think. Maybe Aston is more common, but mm. an Aston on their game, I guess you would have been surprised to see them drop out, right? So in this case, yeah, I, I actually go. noticed yeah. that the top 10 were on, actually uh, locked it out. Just for that one session, though, that was but that was for the main race qualifying. But gotcha. the, um, oh, yeah, cool. the sprint quality started off with a bizarre incident um, where, yeah, you talked about a bit of the beef. It mainly sprung because Alonso, I think he kind of put his hands up to say, well, because he was on the outside for those mm. that, I guess, didn't see it or didn't really look at it, but he was kind of on the outside of T2, he could have given a bit more room, but he still gave enough room yeah. on the inside. Ocon going through, as much as he say he didn't have to correct an oversteer or leave it, you want to be tight to that curve, and he moved mm. away from the curve. He didn't do that just to try to get close to, to Alonso, obviously. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. something yeah. went wrong there. Um, so I think Alonso was a bit saying, look, I, I could have given more room. That's fair enough. But he also gave enough under normal circumstances. But Ocon was all, oh, well, I didn't have to correct anything. And he shouldn't have been there. And it was like... Yeah, you, you, uh, you, you know, need to take bro, that into consideration that he didn't <laughs> yeah. have to correct anything. It's like, yeah, but I saw the footage, bro. Like, I have eyes. Yeah. I saw that yes. you had a moment. And that's if you did. Yes, there was some yeah. reason you moved wide and it wasn't someone else pushing you. Yeah, and you yeah. don't... That's not the line you take. If that was the line you normally take and Alonso was in the way, of course, that's yep. really bad. But that's not what happened. Mm. I think Alonso was kind of stoic, just being like, right. I mean, I was just there and it was unfortunate, yep. but I didn't think I'm in the wrong. And everyone went, yeah, you right, you right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Yes, it meant we had quite a delayed session because even mm. though Ocon's hit wasn't, it was it was moderately big, but mm. it was enough to the barrier where they had to, yeah, um, delay it a little bit. But, um, you mentioned, I guess, yeah, with with AlphaTauri on the Saturday, uh, Friday having quite bad pace, but on the Saturday actually kind of got their Shazam together and seemed to find something. Yeah. Um, hoping it will be the first weekend where we get a true head-to-head with both AlphaTauris. Surely there'll be nothing in the race that means yep. we can't have a proper fight like mm. we had at uh, we had at Japan between our Lawson <laughs> and Yuki. We were going to have it here, but we'll save that later anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Yes. Um, what was the top three you ended out with from that? I didn't note it down in my notes. Uh, Norris got a P1. Max got P2. Because it was Max on front. Perez, yes. I think, got P3. That was correct. Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, because I, I remember I had a note here that Checo actually got, like, he actually had a really good lap because I believe he was only, like, uh, like a tenth behind Max on used tires. He only had a set of used tires, whereas Max had a set of new tires. He was up by like two and a half yeah. tenths into sector two. I remember mm. I was watching and I had hope. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was visibly just like, come on! Because yep. <laughs> it was just like that sector three, which he'd actually yeah. been pretty strong in all mm. weekend was that sector three and that run up the hill. So he was like two and a half tenths up. 
And I was thinking, oh my god, he's gonna do it. Yeah. And then it, it, he still he, got a good time, but it was like it still should have been better. Like, why could what? <laughs> he lost like two so and a half right. tenths had, or something. Yeah, in that I last know. Yeah, up. he had the used tires. Even for a used lap, it was pretty good. Overall theme of the weekend here was actually rationing tires was a massive deal. A lot of mm. teams like AlphaTauri actually saved a lot of um, soft sets, not using them in other sessions when they could have used them, like qualifying to gain an advantage. Was it AlphaTauri or Alpha Romeo? I remember Alpha Romeo. I think they both were of about. them yeah. did because okay. I remember both of them getting mm. unlucky, as we'll say, which meant yeah. they didn't get to pay off that advantage later on. But yes. there were some teams that maybe sacrificed a little bit of pace or laps here and there mm. um, on soft and medium tyres to account for the race. And I thought that was kind of interesting. It didn't mm. seem everyone was saying, oh, we've got no tyres and we're just all wandering around. It almost seemed to be like that perfect balance mm. where you can maybe take a fresh set and try to get one or two more places for quality but you might not have a fresh set for the sprint or a fresh set for your second, third stint in the race. I guess we didn't know what the pit strategy was going to be. We yeah. thought it might be a one-stop, but it turned out to be a pretty clear two-stop, and therefore that kind of thing with tie wear and softs and mediums matters yep. a lot. So I felt that was a good balance this weekend between, um, you know, yeah, teams actually having to think of all the sessions going, mm. we've really got to think about our tyres properly here. So that was a good, you know, little story to follow as well. Yeah, I do think having, like, the hard tyres playing literally zero part because they were just, yes. like, completely useless is something that <laughs> yeah, I it's still true. think... It's true, I still think they need to fix. Like, it just happens too on too many yeah. weekends where it's like okay two compounds of the tires are like decent honestly here for the race apparently one compound of tire only the soft tire for the feature <laughs> yeah. race was actually the good tire apparently the mediums weren't even that good yeah um but the hard tire was like completely useless like it's the hard tire yeah. only comes in when there's a one-stop race because mm. if the hard tire is so bad that's when they go we're not even going to use it we're going to yep. two yeah yeah <laughs> so. exactly i think there's and i know like this is a, a future talk but i know pirelli is sort of they're trying to discuss things about how they're changing the construction of the tire to try and get They've the been best running of both a lot worlds. of tests uh, as well recently yeah, so obviously they're trying to do something yeah but i mean we'll see what happens with that but yep. um i believe you know we talked about how it was like p1 to p16 and that first quality was like separated by less than half a second um i believe they also said p1 to p20 in the sq1 it was like just over eight tenths of a second, and I believe that was the closest margin in like yeah. qualifying history as well. So crazy, yeah. Like it was like zero point eight one zero seconds or something, which is fucking insane. Nothing. That's yeah, all drivers, crazy. every single driver. Yeah, and uh, like granted, it was uh, we had the the red flag at the end of SQ one, so it might have changed a little bit, but but we've um, had that plenty of times before yeah. that's not new this is yeah. <laughs> we've had that plenty of times before it's true that's true it's crazy but um yeah we did see i think norris said he got pole and he was like i don't understand that was such a bad lap um yes i don't think anyone had a good lap that was weird that was no the thing was, it was still tricky out yeah. there yeah no was, one was really was happy yeah yeah <laughs> it's very odd but um i guess leading into the sprint uh it didn't seem to matter because max just immediately took uh, took took the lead into into turn one and uh, he, um, that was all she wrote. Had a start, yeah, yep. yeah. Pretty important that they sorted out that that start. Mm. Um, I think what I said for this sprint was it was a pretty good teaser for the race <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, I think almost everyone started on soft ties except for a few that started on medium. Mm. They seemed to just fall to nineteenth and twentieth. I think it was like the two house cars at the end. So. Kudos on them for trying. I did watch them, but it, it just didn't seem to do anything, yep. which is a shame. Yep. I think most were actually on used softs, which was interesting. So yes. maybe, yep. uh, you know, both showing that 
they thought the wear wouldn't be that bad in the sprint mm. and they wanted to save some of that new rubber for again the main race that was the following day um so but it was a good it was a good teaser we had you know aside from max getting that good start we had good fighting in the middle yep perez had a bad start but he did get his teeth out to climb back so yep. that was still good to see where look if he's gonna make these <laughs> mistakes which he mm. shouldn't be making anyway this weekend he actually said damn it i'm just you know gonna yeah. at least fight back Take and do back, the minimum yeah. that he should be doing yep from that perspective um so let's say it was it was a good teaser i mm. mean Max is up in front. He didn't necessarily romp away, but he's still, yeah, once he got it at the start, you know, unless someone's yeah. going to get him on those first few laps of DRS, mm. which is kind of what nearly happened in the race, which we'll get into. Yes, um, yeah. He kind of, yeah, could control it, which, yeah, was... Mm. What do you expect? Yeah. Um, well, I was I've... hoping at one point, you know, with, with my, uh, my prediction such, mm. um, if I recall correctly, I remember seeing that Russell at some point looked really on it. And I thought uh, he was like a P two at one point. He was, and I yeah. thought, oh my god, he has to catch and pass Max because otherwise <laughs> I'm done for, and yep. you're going to streak ahead. Yep. And then he hit a wall, and then Norris and others got past him. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and we saw the uh, the the very beginnings of the Mercedes mm, downfall for this Mercedes. weekend. Yes. So, yes. Because um, I mean, the, the couple of notes I did have from the sprint, we saw mm-hmm. um, both AlphaTauri's were fighting both Ferraris through a lot of it as well. Yeah. Like they were actually, it just showed how good the AlphaTauri pace was after whatever changes they made for the Saturday. Um, it showed yep. that they were actually quite quick. Um, and the, the one fight that Alonso had, I think again, against Gasly, he sort of overtook him into the final corner and then the fight just happened all the way around to like turn five. Uh, it was mm. just like battling back and forth. I just I wanted to point that out because that was a really good battle as well. But um, yeah, I mean the, the the story was yeah out in front. There was everyone was just sort of holding their gap. No one was really fighting. They sort of three, four seconds, two sort seconds. Of, yeah, yeah. You know the top five or six, and the Mercs yeah. slowly going backwards because their straight line speed was like non-existent, and their tire wear was stupid high. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I personally didn't have high hopes for the main race after the sprint race seeing that. Cause I'm just like, all I see is like the Mercs going backwards and some overtakes with DRS and then that's yeah. all she wrote. So it was still hard to know truly. Cause I think my main hope was even around Norris and thinking, mm. look, he, you know, he was starting alongside, but he had a mid-start. He had to fight for it. But then he still seemed to make decent pace with Max and Red Bull. And we didn't get to see the strategy play out. It still wasn't clear on the Sunday mm. from myself. It was going to be one, two or more. So it's almost just like, it's not like Max got ahead and then finished like 40 seconds up the road. And you mm. went, there's no hope. We're looking at a P2. There was still something yeah. there going, eh, you know, it, it could happen. Yep. Um, of course, I kind of remembered going let's look at the starting grid it's max and then it's a ferrari and then it's two astons and you're like uh, lando's yes. kind of far away to make some fighting here mm-hmm. but um as yeah. we'll get into actually those fortunes change yeah. in rapid before the race had barely had a quarter of a lap to, we, to happen what, well, even before the fucking race yeah. even started we had uh one of those drivers up front go into the wall on the formation lap yep. in leclerc yep. um 
yeah the the hydraulics failed apparently uh just it apparently was doing some some like weird shit i was reading up on it it was kind of confusing to me he got apparently got it going again he's like oh it's just front wing and then this thing showed up after like 10 seconds on his screen and it just completely shut his car down again and it was apparently some weird power unit thing so i don't know if they've Mm -hmm. got a power unit issue which going into vegas would be very bad um and this was similar to what they had in practice in mexico with it where science talked about having some sort of Mm. faults and failures apparently it was very similar right okay there is some concern if they can identify it or at least put it into uh yeah safety mode until the end of the year and how much effect that's gonna have because obviously he didn't yeah he didn't even get to start it he 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 was out and Mm. you know out starting p2 who knows right it's uh he said it, he couldn't have said it better himself how unlucky can he be yep, yep. <laughs> it certainly was a day he's the only driver in 12 years to dnf uh be disqualified and dns in a single yes. season uh the yep. last one was apparently checo in i don't know whatever 12 years ago so yeah a <laughs> dnf a dsq and a dns in a single season um yeah that that kind of goes to show just how unlucky he's been this day and age, um that's, yeah yeah so that's what what can you do man but what it did yeah. mean is um we had to start and there was one less car for like up in front um but yeah. i i mean so the road was clear for alonso right to make a fantastic start get yep. the guns going yep. slice it down the inside of max and be good to go right yep. yeah that's, that's what happened that's what the script was the aston yeah. wasn't like the worst car to start in the history of the entire fucking year was I it think when we really needed the opposite stroll was starting p3 and i think he dropped back like behind three plays yeah dropped back behind alonso and russell norris. and norris like he you went around a... the outside just going get the yeah. fuck out of my yeah, way yeah. this is my fight for p1 thank god yeah. yeah so norris got into like p2 you... yeah yeah go on go on you no go i was on. gonna yeah, say yeah. norris got into p2 before we had the red flag and i think that was really important yeah. for oh, any god, sort of chance it? for the race oh wasn't um it? so yeah, that was that was that. Well, anyway, go on with what yeah. you were gonna say. Anyway, no, I was so. gonna say we had like the overhead shot of the race start. Mm. You saw they all started, and Max went this way, the two Aston Martins went that way, <laughs> and Norris yep. and Russell went around this way. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And the Aston's like, "What's happening?" Yeah. <laughs> it was the both of them. It's like one, the two of them together, just nowhere. Yeah. It was like. And I didn't realize because I guess we didn't really see them in the sprint. But when I looked that back, apparently it looked like the exact same. I think they just didn't have a car to start here yeah um and norris i think actually had like an amazing reaction time yeah yeah Um, it was really good so um i think a bit after i don't know if it was this race weekend no it would have been in the sprint where i think max actually had a better um kind of start off the line and that helped him to sort of overtake him so Mm. yeah norris had a great start somehow that front group didn't manage to make any contact but i guess everyone else behind must have been watching it because some drivers got distracted made a tiny little touch and then absolute yep. catastrophe that then seemed to literally bounce and bounce between other cars and yep. <laughs> so yep. many compounding effects it took 20 replays to actually understand what the hell happened and why half the cars are in the garage of death yeah i was going through slow-mo as i was doing it was like Yo, they, they explained it all really in like thoroughly but i'm like in slow-mo i'm like i think i know what's happening it was fun like, to work trying, it yeah. out yourself yeah, to go, what yeah, happened yeah. To him? What, where did that um, go where did that go the, what i did figure out is that there's some brazilian deity that just hates australians for some reason <laughs> because we had two australians get almost taken out uh through no fault of their own we had one of yep. the harsh drivers 
go into the back of uh, Piastri, which ruined his front, uh, his rear wing. Sorry, and then we had one of those tires uh, flying and hit Ricardo's rear wing, uh, and it was a miracle that they managed to get both of those cars fixed and back out, albeit a lap down. Which, again, that's a whole other conversation. I don't, I don't really understand why they were a lap down because. Y- if you think about how like a safety car works, they let lapped cars overtake, but for some reason under a red flag, they don't. The do problem they? was because because they'd re- they went back into the garages to receive. Uh, I don't know what degree it is or if it's a line thing, but they'd mm. they'd have extensive part change, right? Mm. And that facilitated that for the restart, they had to start from the pits. Yes. And that means you're not allowed to take the reconnaissance lap. Now, in a normal race start, that's not a problem. Right, it doesn't yeah. count as a racing lap. Yeah. The reconnaissance lap here does count as a lap of the race, I believe. And yes. therefore, that's why even though they lined up, they'd missed a lap of the race and mm. therefore they were lapped down. So the real rule should be saying, if you know you're not going to start, just send them out first and they come yeah. back into the pit so they do their lap. Then they're on the same as everyone else. Because yeah. in the spirit of competition, that just feels right, you know, rather than... You know, like, like we have these instances where we have like a massive um, pile up or whatever, and some cars, um, gosh, I don't remember how it works, but it's like some cars are like somehow a lap down and they're all out of order. Mm. And some of them, like, I'm sure, I feel like we had an instance like this. It wasn't Australia, maybe it was in Australia in the past, where it was like everyone's under a red flag, but some of them just because they didn't get to go like the lap around and some of them were stopped and got turned around it just means that even though they didn't receive external help they still like a lap down on fuel and data mm. even though they weren't overlapped right. and in that case they send them out early and then they kind of join to the back where they should be mm. um it's i don't know if it's just because if there's cars that are uh, blue flagged and they kind of let them through i know this has happened in the past like that but the difference is that's not cars that have gotten damaged it's just because of the quirks be, of a yeah. red flag or a yeah. big incident some cars need to go around just so they use that fuel so they log correctly in the you know the the, the race and all that so yeah this is different because they weren't in the wrong order or whatever it's just mm. that they got that help in the garage which meant they'd start from the pit lane but it wasn't in the rule to say okay then you get to take the reconnaissance lap which is now a race lap so you yeah know, i think that's why ricardo afterwards is almost saying that's a that's, dumb bloody yeah, rule like can we just bullshit, instantly yeah. can we bring it up in the briefing and just change this instantly yeah. please yeah because that felt dumb yeah <laughs> i don't think yeah. everyone agreed with him yeah so even the commentators didn't you know understandably they were like oh, yeah oh, at least they... they catch up and they're like oh they're yep. lapped down well that's just yeah i remember them talking about it and i was messaging you and i'm just like i don't yeah. i don't think they understand that they're lapped down and it was because it like just seems yeah. non-logical yeah because yeah. normally as you say you have a start cars don't from the pit lane they just start at the back yep. but yeah they inadvertently lost a lap so i imagine it'll get brought up in the spirit mm. of competition at least yeah because even those teams will go well we can fix the car but we're lapped down what's the bloody point like mm. just <laughs> save the parts right like yeah. i know i well i think piastri actually came out and said like you know it was it's unfortunate but they he's been wanting to to like test a lot of stuff anyway so he basically used it as a big testing session he was, yeah, and he's yeah. like yeah actually we got a lot of good data out of it so it's like okay well it was fortunate enough, yeah. for mclaren because they i think stuck him out on the medium as well yes to almost use him as yeah. a test mule for lando because they hadn't had much long running pace in that medium and he so was like Ricardo was it was the... shit <laughs> like it was yes. not good it he was, was like this time. is dog crap yeah. so which is yeah it actually could have played into it so in a way mm. mclaren we're kind of logical about it, both saying we can use this as a bit of a test for, for Piastri in his car, 
and put him out in the medium um, yep. to see, yeah, how, how it looks. You know, something AlphaTauri didn't do, and I reckon they might have mm. looked at that with Yuki looking quick. Yeah. Again, this is what we talked about before. Still didn't have a good weekend with those two drivers side by side because Ricardo even starting near the back apparently was very quick, lightning quick on those softs. Yep. Um, who knows where they could, they could have been. And yep. a, 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 big, a big comment that really matters here and... Um, I was jumping ahead of my thoughts there. <laughs> is that uh, AlphaTauri really now are like jumping between like the third, fourth, fifth best car now in most race weekends? Does seem that but way. But they're not actually cashing it in like mm. at all. Um, and it's been two weekends in a row where Yuki, although he's gotten decent performances, well, I guess he didn't really get a decent performance in in Mexico because he was supposed to get like an eighth, but then he ended up getting yeah, outside the place. Yes, yeah, and even he... this weekend, he got a decent place, but he should have been effectively best of the rest where I had the results. And I he forgot. was P9. He, should have... he got P9, but he should have been where the leading Alpine was. Because mm, earlier in the race, that's essentially... Seven, he... I think. Yeah, that's he was racing... I don't know if it was Ocon or Gasly. Gasly is, um, is the leading one, yeah. Yes, I think he Ocon was racing was Gasly. Yeah, and then he made a mistake and he lost a few places. And mm. yes, he made them back and got a P9, but it should have been an easy P7. Yep. You know, he, he probably should have... Over, I, I don't know if he did. He probably should have overtaken the Mercedes. He arguably could have been faster than the Ferraris. Like, that car was quick. Yep. Like, probably behind Aston McLaren Red Bull, that probably could have been the fourth quickest fourth car quickest, again. Either gray. Yeah. So trying to chase for that seventh place, this actually really matters. It doesn't matter if the team ends the year to goes, we got the fourth quickest car. <laughs> yeah, but we came eighth. It's like, that, that, yeah. that, that you know... Yeah. They should at least get the seventh, which you'd say is a hundred percent where they should be here at this um, point. Yeah. So for those next two races, they're going to be like, we have to get double points both sessions, irrespective of anything else. We've yep. got to just get a clean weekend in because it's still, yeah, not a weekend where both cars have just run head to head, which says mm. a lot, you know, with those two drivers. Yeah, um, for sure. Yes. Um, well, I guess we'll, we'll move on to to a bit later in the race. Like the the only real chance we had with. Um, you know, we talked about how Norris, um, you know, they, we, we still weren't sure whether or not he was going to push Max for, for the victory. Turns out, like, early on, he did have a real go at it. I think it was lap eight. He did. Um, yeah. And it actually looked like there was all chance that he was going to get past both into T1 and then into T4. Um, I think he said after the race, is like, yeah, there's there's no point trying more than once. Um, he, like, they still seem to think that even if... Even if they managed to get past and they're sending dirty air back to Max, there's yeah. he just would have come back past and flown through. You know, they're tired. Yeah. The, I think that they're still talking about how tire deg on that Red Bull is still considerably better than anyone else, even the McLaren. Um, so yeah, but it was good to see that at least there was a chance. And like, even though he did yeah. stay behind for the rest of the race, he was basically matching Max almost the entire race. It was again just that sort of last phase on each of the tire stints where Max sort of had slightly better lap times, which is yeah. where they've always been strong. So, but before then it was like the same lap times and even Max was coming back saying is like, it wasn't as straightforward as, uh, as it might've seen from, you know, the fact that he was just out in front the whole yep. time because he kept looking, you know, or kept getting data back fed back to him. It's like Lando's just doing the same lap times as me, lap after lap after lap, and it's like, it just 
you'd, you'd have to say that sort of gets in your head, particularly when you're doing the right thing and you're managing yeah. and um, like even Max isn't infallible to that one small mistake and yet you lose, what, three, four seconds and he's right on the back yep. of you and you know even he can do the same the lap lane, times. You yep. Know? Yep. Yeah, 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 that yeah. too. So um, it's it bodes well that, you know, they, they are starting to close in. It just... We, we aren't quite seeing the fruits of that just yet. So, and we may still not this season, but... And it does make yeah. a race feel better. Like, we had a race with plenty else going on, which helped. Yes. But still knowing in the background, every five laps or so, you know mm. you had a lead to check in just in case something was going on. It's not like you knew that he was lapping half the field and mm. he was, you know... Uh, well, and ironically, he did lap around half the field, but it is a fairly short circuit. Yeah, but there was yeah. still... A lot going on, and the fight could have still been there, so you still had something to check back on. It wasn't, you know, yeah. forget it because it's just total domination. So. Yeah, yeah. One fight that we I did really like towards the end, uh, the Alonso Perez one for P three was I was Titanic battle. I, I was like basically checked out, like falling asleep because it was just getting to that phase of the race where like, yeah. cool, this is where it ends. Like it would, we already had. We had Checo fighting Alonso for, what, fucking 15, 20 laps beforehand, it felt like, yes. and he was just not he was not getting close until lap 70 of 71 when Checo yes. finally made his move. Um, I guess to before we even get into that, I, I was reading up on sort of what Alonso was trying to do. He, like, he was talking about... Uh, like the, the commentators were talking about like the lines he was taking into that final corner before the straight yeah. and how it was unconventional. And, and Alonso literally says like, yeah, no, that was entirely planned. I, I kept taking different lines into those corners to confuse Perez and like throw him off. And like, okay, so maybe, yeah. maybe he thinks that this is the better line and like people, uh, it, Checo's team was on the radio to him saying, oh, maybe you should try and take the wider line that Alonso's taking. But he's like, yeah, but then I don't have... You know, I'm getting into the, the dirty air of his and then I can't get the traction down. And, like, Alonso just had the big brain strat of, like, I'm not going to take the same line twice. It was so multi-laid. Yeah. Like, it was different lines to get mm. better down the straight. It was to yep. get in Perez's head. Arguably, the lines he took were wider sort of been less on his tyres. I think he was yeah. saying that was his main concern as well, was making the tyres last. He obviously knew he had a good battery management and a fair amount of juice down the straights, which is very yep. important. Yep. But if your tires fall over, then someone's right behind you on the back straight, it's game over. Mm. Right. Um, and he, he even said afterwards by like the second last lap, he knew they were toast. He's like, that's it. Like this strategy, we're like two laps to go. He could hold on to it. And then he was like, now it's just raw, like, yeah. you know, adrenaline and mm. skill basically, which is essentially what we, what we saw. saw yeah. Um, yep. yeah, we saw, yeah, I guess it was on like the 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 second last lap. Perez essentially mounted his attack. Yep. Um, and then you know he got through, and you thought, ah, whoa, oh no. And Alonso's like, ah, 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 and came back at him with everything he had. Yeah. Barely snuck back ahead. Um, and then you, uh, uh, but then it was just like, well, is Checo gonna try dive him somewhere? Because obviously Alonso, we can tell his car's spent, and he's mm. just spent all his energy and everything to get back through somehow. And Checo, you know, like he's he's a great driver, but he is known sometimes either in frustration or when he's being to just to send be quite... a bad move. Yes, yes. He, yes, he can send a bad move or over block or overdrive, yeah, yeah. overdive. He's one of those that you know less. Mm -hmm. You see, like, a, you know, yeah, he can kind of just force a clumsy move or a clumsy defense sometimes. But this time, Alonso seemed to know perfectly how to handle it. But mm. as we've seen in the past, when I think we had it was um, Hamilton, Hamilton along Hamilton Gasly's that's still leading out of that last corner yep. because of the nature of this straight, because it's still a difficult traction zone, 
because of the slipstream, because of everything, you can still have a run to the line. Yep. And you saw with these two, you knew it was going to be a run to the line. Mm. Um, so we saw, you know, Max come over the line, yeah, all good. Lando, yeah, all good. And you went, where are the other two? Coming and out then you of saw the them come out of that yeah. final line, and you were like, <laughs> here we go. And sure enough, it yeah. turned out to be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually thought, like, I, I always forget how far... Uh, along the line is down the straight. I always think it's earlier, and I'm just like, ah, Alonso's yeah. got this, no problem. And then they would keep, they kept fighting past where I thought the line was. I'm just yes. like, oh god, he might get him here. Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah, came yeah. very, very close, and it was like, yeah, less than half a, te- or it was like half a tenth of a second. Yeah. So, yeah. like literally, if that line was a couple of meters further down the track, he would have lost it, which is well, that's insane. the thing. So yeah. they actually have two different start and finish lines. So the start line is that right near the end. Confused. The finish line okay. is a little earlier. And they said if they had done it from the start line, Perez would have been ahead. Wow, but the okay, finish yeah. line is a little earlier, and that's when he just wasn't there. Um, but it was good to see the camaraderie for the two of them afterwards. Mm, yeah. You know, the, I think Alonso was getting interviewed, and Checo came over and basically said that was bloody fantastic. Yeah. You know, they obviously both just loved it as, as mm. competitors and lovers of the sport they dedicate their, their life to. So, yeah. you know, that's what we like to see. A bloody good return to form from Alonso, you know. If that, we yeah. always said if that car's going to be strong again, you know, it's it's the one weekend I didn't just give him my coin to say this is going to be it. I yeah. should, you know, yep. this is what I knew would happen as soon as that car's strong. He's going to make sure he extracts everything out of it, and yep. you couldn't you couldn't have asked for more. And mm. we have to give credit to Checo too. I think yeah. again he started pretty poor, but he fought tooth and nail. Alonso had a big gap which he really churned down, um, and. Yeah, as much as maybe you could say, oh, well, he should have gotten ahead sooner, he's still, I, I think mm. you can't, um, you know, uh, yeah. talk down his, his efforts too much. So yeah. Um, yeah, almost, fair. yeah, uh, a few drivers, yeah, now where we go, just do this every weekend and your yep. teams wouldn't have a problem with you. That's yeah, what you need to be there exactly. for. You've got number one doing it, just do this and then you're good to go. So yep. more of this, please. It's more excitement. It's more faith in drivers that we want to see do well yep. and everyone will be happier. <laughs> 100%, 100%. I guess uh, we'll, we'll talk about very briefly on, I guess, the teams that had some troubles. Uh, yep. Mercedes, obviously, we've already alluded to the fact that they were absolutely nowhere this weekend, which is odd considering how strong they normally are here. Um, yes. Russell and ended up retiring. Everyone thought like, they'd be strong and yeah. they thought they'd be strong, but yeah, yeah. you'll... you'll go through it it was yeah well russell ended up retiring with uh like overheating like the oil temps were like at critical levels they didn't want to lose a power unit because it was like it's like imminent power unit failure coming into what will be a very power sensitive circuit um or yeah they they need they need a power unit to work basically and they don't want to start further back if they don't have to by taking new parts so they've retired him um for that chances are he probably would have fallen out of the points anyway uh with the pace that they had uh crazy he was yeah dropping off yeah. significant time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like he, and hamilton as well like you see down the straight and i think there was there was comparisons in terms of their like straight line speed or their top speed down that main straight uh granted you know obviously cars behind have drs but there's like a 30 kilometer an hour difference and it's like you can't keep a car behind when you're 30 k's an hour down chances are hamilton's probably using his like like uh overtake as well so he probably has a little bit more than he normally would but when when an alpine is 30 k's faster than you and that renault engine is supposedly the weakest on the grid um and is like 10 h like or 5 to 10 horsepower down on the other three engines and it is sailing past you 
Yep. They've gotten something very, very wrong this weekend. Well, they even had, I think even Hamilton, like, I don't know if he really knew at the time or if mm. he was just a little more clued in, but he even, you know, I, I think how it turned out, Russell kind of ended up behind him quite early on. You know, he was saying, I know we have to play the bigger picture. We have to do a team right, game. Yeah. I'm not going to attack him. And it felt like he was really, really stuck behind Hamilton. Mm. Um, but then as we saw later on towards the end of those stints, Hamilton kept going and Russell's car almost went kaboom. So it's yep. almost like Hamilton knew to manage you know, a bit like, better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he said it like super coolly, but you could clearly say he was managing. I think Hamilton knew from Varial and he wasn't going, well, suddenly we have to save a lot more than expected. Yeah. He seems to know early on what he had to do to get the car home in the best position possible. While Russell still seemed to be like looking just like the small moments going mm. like, I feel like I've got pace now. Can't look big picture. Um, and yeah. Yes, and it's probably why the team didn't move him across. Maybe they didn't want to stay over the radio because, like, if the team knew beforehand how weak they were going to be, they didn't just want to stay at the side of the race. Hey, Russell, reminder, we think we're going to be dog shit. Yeah. Please slow down, you know. They obviously yeah. didn't want to say that. Um, and that's why, yes, Hamilton still managed to limp home with something. But, yeah, Russell, at some point, he, he even mm. was just saying, this is what the hell is going on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so... It's, it's not so... been a good... It's. Go on. Well, I was going to say, it's so weird because, like, the issues that they were having are so... It's so uncharacteristic of Mercedes. Like, the overheating... It's more, it, yeah, we'll be talking yeah. about they're the gods of keeping everything under control. Yeah, and exactly. And their tyres and their heating. And yet... What? Yeah, yeah, like, they had super, super trouble with overheating. They had, like, what seemed to be the highest tyre wear, even worse than Ferrari, who are known like, to lifting have... Lifting coast at every corner. Yeah, exactly. Like, fucking 15 laps into the race, they're just like, hey, we have to manage these temperatures, we have to manage these tyres, and it's like, yeah. what? But Mercedes, you're the best at this. Like, how have you got this so wrong? Um, yes. There's, there's you literally a... moved away from a car that had no cooling to a car with, like, exactly. triple the amount yeah. of cooling. And <laughs> yeah, yeah and still having these issues like that they seem to think that some of their issues not all of it but some of their issues came from um being a bit too generous with raising their ride height being that it's a sprint weekend and them getting caught out um during the the u.s grand prix for similar Mm. issues they seem to think that you know they've made their car quite draggy and caused their tire wear a little bit too much just by raising the ride height a little bit too high mm. when they didn't need to but like other teams got it right and you didn't like it, it, the whole it all just seems very un mercedes like mercedes are usually on top of that sort of stuff like they're not super conservative and you're trying to think of that and they're usually they're usually on it and they usually make the right decisions and they just didn't yep. this weekend they just didn't they made all the wrong decisions and at the weekend we yeah. think historically they've always made yep. the best they've been the best at making exactly the best decisions. Yeah, it's, yeah it's again theme of the theme of the episode theme of the year it shows that yeah you get it slightly wrong and you're the seventh quickest car of the weekend Mental, from the second yeah. quickest or what we thought would be the quickest you know yep. <laughs> so it's Brutal, brutal sport. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the other team that had uh, big issues as well, I still don't know. I did, I think a, a day or two ago, I tried to look up what their issue was, but I think they were being very coy about it's a very like specific issue, but both Alfa Romeos retired uh, during the race. Yeah. And I don't know if it was power unit related. The fact that they're not saying anything makes me think that it could be. That is two Ferrari power units. Um if it is power unit, uh, maybe there's more updated information since then, but um, mm. I think Ferrari could be getting to their, their classic Ferrari 
point of the year. Yep. Um, uh, granted, later in the year than it usually is, where their power units just start going kaboom and failing. So uh, I think that'll be coming into the Vegas Grand Prix where a power unit uh, being nice and fresh and working is very, very important, it seems like. Uh, that will be interesting to see how many of those go kaboom there. But uh, maybe the yep. lower temperatures will change that. But um, yeah, it's if it is power unit, then I think all Ferrari customers might be a little bit like, uh, hey, what's uh, what's happening? What are we what are we looking at here? But uh, mm. yeah, I mean, outside of that, we had uh, like I said, we had double points for Alpine. That's that's great for them. I think probably capitalizing on on Mercedes being a bit shit this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, drove a good race. P seven, P ten, I think was Gasly and Ocon. If my memory serves me, sounds right. about so, right. Something there. Yeah. Um, once again, Alpine just cashing in on the the last of the points as that as they seem to when they when they have a good this seems to be like the best case scenario for alpine is like a you know like p7 maybe p8 if they can do it and it's like i just yep. they can never really get higher than that but you know what that's a good weekend for alpine so um yeah that was that was pretty much all the notes i had um i guess we, we could talk about the fact that uh, similar to the Australian Grand Prix, they had the track invasion at the end of the race where fans were let out onto the track. Did they? I yep. didn't actually see that. Yeah, so apparently there were still cars out on the track and security guards let them through the gates and they invaded the track. Very Oops. very similar to the Australian Grand Prix. Um, and the FAA has come out and done exactly the same thing they did for the Australian organizers, saying, hey, you need to show us that you've got this under control for the next time we come here. So, um, Especially because they just extended time that they're here yes, as well so. <laughs> yes very not important. great timing so, um but uh yeah i mean we'll, we'll see what comes out i'm sure they've, they've got that under control so um but yeah i don't know if you had anything else that was that was pretty much all the notes that i had i think it was a no like i said a very strange weekend um i look forward to seeing how every team is completely different on pace next next weekend i don't i don't i don't, I don't understand it anymore like Norris could be like the the P P twelve at Vegas, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's about par for the course at this point. So. It's gonna be. We'll get into an air preview. Mm. It's gonna be a real wacky one, not just because yeah. new location, but I don't know the last time we drove in conditions that are gonna be this, this cold. cold. So yes, it's. I think we have to do a bit of research to see what does that like. Does that matter? Does that increase the amount you have to care about your car, or does it mean actually it's so well cooled that you can go balls to the walls? Yeah. I. Don't I know. need to do a bit of research yeah, yeah. about it, actually. I got no idea. <laughs> got a couple of days, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was... But yeah, well, it was uh, a crazy, crazy triple header. Um, hopefully this one comes out relatively quickly. Apologies for the, the lateness. It's been a crazy, crazy week uh, for me in mm -hmm. particular. But um, yeah, that was uh, very strange. Let us know your thoughts uh, in the comments. And I guess even it can start to... Give us your thoughts on on where we're going, what we're doing for Vegas. Um, I, I still need to do a bit of research because uh, there's a lot more talk about it starting to happen that I haven't really looked yeah. into. But let us know yeah. if you're excited or if you think it's just sort of. I think I know a lot of drivers are talking about how they just they're just not even a fan of going there. But you know what? We'll uh, I think we'll we'll wait and see. We'll bring out our preview. We'll wait for the race and we'll see how we go. But um. Until then, thank you everyone for listening and or watching, and we'll see you for the next video. Bye-bye. Ciao.